Hey guys, and welcome to season three, Start From Zero. Thumbs up, let's do this. Starting from zero. You're about to watch multiple people at a time get coached on how to start a business from zero. Some people need emotional support. They're overwhelmed and they've had past failures. Some need strategy. They're beating their head against the wall. Some need tactics. They want to know what to say or do. These episodes are unique. They're vulnerable. They're weird. Many times people come to me with a question, but they need something entirely different. In these episodes, you'll see me combine my 15 or so years of business experience with a little intuition and mindset training to help shape these folks into powerful and confident entrepreneurs. Now we've had 15 millionaire students and counting, so we know this stuff works. Now, make sure you're sending these folks love while you listen, because that stuff matters. We're becoming more sensitive as a society, and we can feel these things even if we don't know it. Let's get to the episode. And in this episode, we are talking to Archie, Nicholas, Tasha, and Carrie. Carrie, let's start with you. What is your big goal for this call? Awesome. Thanks, Dean. Um, my goal is to figure out how to validate something that I've built to solve an internal pain to see if it could actually sell to outside people. Wonderful. Thank you for being here. And Tasha, what's your goal for the call? Well, I want to get both an understanding of how to and the confidence to make sales calls to company directors. Wonderful. Very clear. That's awesome. Nicholas, how about you? I am a freelance copywriter and I want to somehow level up in the way of either getting more clients or starting an info product or even starting a business. So I'm kind of juggling those options right now and when I get some clarity on how to pick each one. This is great. I don't know how many of these things I've done total, but this is the first time I've ever been nervous when I heard there's a copywriter on the line. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to be listening to my words. I got to turn on the golden wordsmithing stuff here. And then Archie, how about you, man? What about the goal for you? My goal is to really answer the question of how I can remove myself from being the mechanism and the need to be the expert. I find myself falling into the trap the whole time. So some clarity on that would be really great. All right, good. Let's start with you and everybody else can join. So why don't you, if you're able to, let your eyes close. And Archie, I want you to put one hand on the back of your neck. Then I want you to put another hand on your heart and slow on down with me here and everybody else can join along. Now, Archie, I want you to picture there are three opportunities in front of you. The first is some problem of video game makers have. And keep your hands here and breathe gently. And the second is a problem stay-at-home mothers have. And the third is a problem that high school kids have with athlete's foot. 
Now relax your hands where they are, keep them there. If you get tired, just alternate. Put your other hand on the back of your neck and your other hand on your heart because we want to take this deeper than some intellectual insight and we want to bring this down past your, so your hands on the back of your neck so that your body feels safe to let a thought go deeper into your body. You're connecting your brain to your body here. And then your hands on your heart, ah, probably just because it feels good. That real important one on the back of the neck. So let's bring your hands down. The first problem the video game makers have is, let's say they have 15 developers and 10 gameplay testers. And the way that they are tracking issues and bugs for their game is causing them to spend three times as much time as they would if they had a more efficient system for the developers and the game testers to iterate feedback in a quicker fashion. Does that make sense? It's a problem. Yep. All right. So how would you be the owner and not the mechanism in that instance? Probably get someone to create a system. So they talk to each other. Okay. That was really easy and good. <laughs> let's go to the, let's go to the next one. I did not expect that to go that easy. I was ready, man. I was ready to bring out some more weapons of influence. But okay, the second one is stay-at-home moms. And their issue is they have a burnout throughout the 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. throughout the day. They're just dragging real hard. And it's a really painful time for them. And the issue they've identified is that their body is not in a restful state. They're in fight or flight most of the day. And so that problem would be some kind of approach that would kick their body into rest or regeneration mode more quickly when they had a minute. Okay? Mm -hmm. How would you go about being the owner there? Am I a stay-at-home mom or am I giving the solution? You are Archie. Okay get someone to create a meditation course on how to recover try again that was not bad but it's not great i'm pretty stumped rip apart the meditation idea why wouldn't that one work very well probably don't have enough time imagine a mom with an objection what might she say to a meditation well you need quite a lot of education around the meditation to start off with i guess um, yeah that could be true that's good the only one i can think of is the objection of too much time away for kids, but that's the only one I can think of right now. So I imagine that they would probably say, I can't find the time to meditate. Mm -hmm. So as an owner, you are responsible for generating results. Try and say that out loud. As the owner, I'm responsible for generating results. Right. Not creating cool ideas that may or may not work. Not to create cool ideas that may or may not work. Right. So go back to this again. And let's take one hand on the back of the neck. And then I saw you on mute, Tasha, so I'll ask you in a second. But sit one hand on the back of the neck and the other hand on your heart. Take a breath with your hands there, okay? <sighs> and relax that jaw. You're doing wonderful. And I want you to say, as the owner, it is my responsibility to generate results with your hands there and see if you can't feel it in your body when you say it. As the owner, it's my responsibility to generate results. 
Keep your hands there. Take a nice breath in. Breathe all the way down your spine. And then go ahead and start throwing. Not be the expert. Just say that. Not be the expert. Yeah. So in the case of with this women, and this is the stay-at-home moms, burnout between one and four, and you say you immediately, you did, it wasn't bad. It wasn't all that bad in my, in my opinion. It, it says I would hire someone to create a meditation course. The only problem with that is that as the owner, you're responsible for generating results, correct? Mm-hmm. You want to create products that you're like pretty darn certain will get a result. You don't want to take a chance there. So, I mean, let's just check with Tasha. Tasha, if he had a meditation course that would kick you into rest and regeneration faster, what might your objections as a mother be to that? Well, there's two things going on. One is this, the symptoms, which is the burnout, and the other is actually dealing with the root cause of the problem. So and my objection is the idea of finding the time and the space and sit down to listen to something that may or may not sort out the burnout. I don't know if the meditation would sort the burnout and the tiredness and that just having too much to do. Good. Very good. So Archie, your problem's a little more complex this time, but you're the owner and you're responsible for generating results. Mm-hmm. And now I want to kick you into a really creative gear. Okay. And I want to say your life or someone's life that you love is on the line, not in a real threatening way. Okay. Just a lot of times people are like, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, yeah, right. Okay. You just don't have a strong enough. Why? Yeah. So how would you do it? As the owner, what would you do here? It's definitely uh, needs to be a coaching element. So finding a coach that sort of specializes in bringing out these problems. Okay, not bad. It's not bad. You're the owner. You need women to not be burned out. If you'd like to get a free one-on-one with me and be on this show, you can find out details at startfromzero.com forward slash podcast. Or solve the problem somehow. Yes. That's. <laughs> That's very powerful. I'd solve the problem somehow. But I don't have to worry about the how. Just trying to get a result. Absolutely. Yeah, there's probably some very elegant way to retrain a mother's body out of fight or flight to be in rest while she's around her children, right? Because they're like, if you know, they're all the kids are going to hurt themselves. The irrational but very real fear of my child will probably die if I don't pay close attention to them 100% of the time. Or, and we do need to pay very close attention to our children. I have one, I understand that. But what I'm saying is like the fight or flight state is the root issue. Okay. So if that's the root issue, is kicking them out of fight or flight and into a consistent state of regeneration while being around their kids. How, as the owner, might you go about doing that? Getting to relax around the kids, but I, I, my mind's just going straight to thinking, like, how would I solve That's fine. That's my fine. Self? How would you solve it yourself? Probably create a relaxing space where the children and mum can hang out a lot more. So, you know, have you seen the Netflix documentary Inside Bill's Brain? No. Okay, so Bill Gates, right? Yeah. It's an amazing series. It's like three episodes, but he wants to solve the problem of like people getting really bad diseases in Africa because people are pooping in rivers and streams and it's just disgusting. Uh-huh. And so he has to solve the problem of turning poop into renewable energy and giving people proper toilets to do that. So Bill is an owner. 
a billionaire owner. Yeah. He sits there in a boardroom and he walks around whiteboards and he just brainstorms all the ideas he thinks he can do, but he hires like 50 toilet experts to actually do it. Okay. Bill's an owner. Yeah. So you've got the problem. And, and I saw Nicholas saying, you know, a nootropic supplement, that could be a really great idea. That could actually really, really help. And that'd be a very nice, easy way to sell something. It's nice because it doesn't require a behavior change. And there's a chance that it could actually really, really help. Let's, let's stay with you, Archie, here. So you've got the pain of women or the stay-at-home moms are constantly in fight or flight, not able to kick on rest and regeneration. How would you, as the owner, solve that problem? How would you Bill Gates it? I brainstorm all my ideas and then start talking to experts. Amen. How's that feel? It feels pretty good. I had to have that thought. So my course is on creating, helping people with copywriting and marketing. And at the moment, I'm trying to build, brainstorming all the ideas I can do. But then I was like, how on earth am I going to get an expert to help me with this? That's like the next step. I'm going to get an expert copywriter to help teach? Yeah, that's what I need, yeah. That's very straightforward once you're clear and it's very difficult when you're not. Yeah. So it's important to understand that the difficulty is not with finding them. The difficulty is with your clarity. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Oh my God, I can't, like, I'll try to hire someone and I can't find them. It's so hard. I'm like, oh wait, I'm super ambiguous. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. You need an email copywriter. You want a sales page copywriter, a landing page copywriter. You want a Facebook ads copywriter. You want one that specializes in those. You want, you want a copywriter that writes for mostly weight loss. Do you want a copywriter that writes for mostly conscious and self-improvement? Do you want to, we had a copywriter on here. It was Nicholas, right? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of niche do you write copy for? Not niche, but channel. I'm an email copywriter. Email copywriter. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so you see like, is this helping Archie in terms of the clarity of what you need to look for? Yeah, massively. Okay. And let's just try this right now. So Archie, let's say you have a bunch of people that want to learn email copywriting. Yeah. Okay. So, and you have clarity that you want to teach them how to write plain text, high converting emails for e-commerce. Okay. Right. I'm screw e-commerce. Let's just say you just need an email copywriter. And you have the students, you're doing the customer acquisition, you got them all ready. And then all you need is an expert to show up on Zoom and teach. And industry standard, what I like to do and what seems to work really well is to offer 20% of the profits of the course. Okay. So why don't we actually try that right now? Let's just hypothetically see if Nicholas would have any interest. Go ahead, Nicholas, Nicholas I have a course which I'm teaching some online coaches, email marketing. Would you be interested in getting on a Zoom with me to talk about details and I'll give you 20% of the profits? Yep, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I can't predict this stuff, man. <laughs> Archie, you came on, you're like, I'm stuck being the mechanism. I'm like, how in the world can I help do this? Like, all right, let's just create. Anyway, it happened. The third example, Archie, just to finish it up, Yep. That was hilarious. Man, was that fun? How did that feel, Archie? That's a um, huge weight off my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas, how did it feel for you? Are you just going to teach? Yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool because I'm also like in the middle of like 
I guess, creating an info product of mine, but then I'm thinking like how like to get leads and so on for that. But yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So um, Archie, I laugh because of how darn easy it was, you know, because gosh, I certainly make things difficult. And Archie, the third example was high schoolers with athletes foot. Right. How'd you go about solving that? Finding a doctor or no, just. Yep. No, stay, stay, follow your, follow your instinct. Finding a doctor who specializes in feet and asking them what the best creams are. I just had this vision of you, Archie, making a generational level amount of wealth because of this shift. And I had this actual vision of you like donating to nonprofits. Have you ever felt called to give to nonprofits? 100%. Yeah, that's wonderful. Do you have a nonprofit in mind that you feel uh, called to? Not hugely, but I've definitely thought about capping my income and then donating most of it. Yeah. I've thought about that quite a lot. Yeah. So the feeling in your heart of capping your income and donating. Mm-hmm. Now, Archie and also Tasha, they're actually in the Starters program, which is our program at Start From Zero. We do group mentoring in there. And Starters is a beautiful program for entrepreneurs who are ready to say, you know what, I want to do this a different way. I want to solve a real serious problem and I want to find experts and I want to make the world really improve in certain areas. And they're for entrepreneurs who've decided to surrender their ego and really just do service and surrender into what the customer really wants and create generational wealth for themselves and their families. And so Archie's in there and you'd be in good company with him. Archie, I was so happy when I saw you join, by the way, because Archie actually went to my site, start from zero, and he literally bought everything in the span of like 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) And I I watched it, I was like, this is awesome. I had listened to a few podcasts though. Yep. Those podcasts do very well out there in the world. So, but like you hit, it hit the instinct in you and you said, boom, bam, bam, I'm going. Yeah. There's a research they did. Someone said someone had done research at one point, but they said Harvard had done a study on the most successful salesman. And they found a very interesting trait. The number one secret of the most successful salesman was their speed of implementation of new ideas. The number one trait of a successful salesperson was speed of implementation. And so when I watched you go rip through all of our programs and get them all and just fly in, we have a chat group, you know, where all our starter members talk. And Archie was in there. He was a speed of implementation. I was like, this guy's going places because his speed of implementation was so high. Anyway, it's just something to think about. I was like, how is your speed of implementation? You don't have to have it to be successful. I certainly use it to my advantage and it has worked well. I can be slow in other areas. Long story short, you'd hire a doctor, get that problem solved. So Archie? I've got an assignment for you. Okay. I want you to write with a ton of confidence and a ton of bravado. And you're going to say, if I fully believed in myself, what sort of job post would I write to hire my dream copywriter for 20%? Okay. And you're going to write that out right now. And I'm going to come back to you and you're going to read it out loud. Okay. Yeah. Nice work, dude. Thank you very much. Yeah. Tasha, let's come to you next. So you want to sell with confidence. Yes. So. Let's just drop right into this. Let's say I have a problem. My grass isn't as green as I'd like. And so it's like kind of yellow. And it's just not as pleasurable as it could be to look at. Sell me green grass. So. Permission to screw up. Permission to yeah, suck. So you're telling me that your grass is yellow. 
And what you'd really like is to look out on your green grass, like green, like fresh spring grass. And, you know, there's something about the color green, which is really restorative and nothing could be more satisfying than having some green grass. Too sensational, but really, <laughs> really, really dang close. Like when you, you were starting out, did you just snort? Yes. Okay, great. I love it. For the history books. We heard it first. I think I probably snorted on here. But like, if you just asked the question, you started off perfect. You said, so you're telling me you're yellow grass and that you'd like green grass. <laughs> done. You could have just done that. Okay. You don't have to like, we're selling a new product, uh, a new software tool that it helps automate people in and out of Facebook groups based on triggers. Cause like people have to manually administer their Facebook groups. It's a real pain. And so like our copywriters were like, you'll save 16 hours with this tool. I'm like, we don't need to say that people, they don't need to be sold these. They will want to use the tool. We don't have to like, we don't have to add any sizzle. Okay. Okay. You know, there are some times when you're like, this will save you 10 hours. You're like, there are times when you need to do that. So for this case, well, that's not how you say it. So you're telling me you have yellow grass and you want green grass. Start there again. Okay. So you're telling me that you have yellow grass, but what you really want is green grass. Amazing. Perfect. Now this is amazing for one reason. So sales is amazing and easy and effortless when you make it about me. And that will transform your confidence. Sales is miserable and difficult and feels manipulative and tactical and blah, 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 when you try to like focus on how you can get a sale. So instead of just, you actually bring both of those into the picture. You make it all about me and marry that with your desire to make a sale. But instead of actually having your desire to make a sale, your desire is that my dreams come true. And if that's a fit with your offering, great. If it's not, it'll probably be a fit with someone else. And you could probably refer me out and still get commission. Like if people don't buy, like I had a guy cancel one of our programs once and I remember I was furious. I was like, what the heck, man? He took all this time and he can't. And then like two days later, he bought a $2,000 program off our affiliate link <laughs> to something else. What we had wasn't a fit for him, but he still bought something else. So we still were able to profit because we had the relationship. Mm -hmm. Really blew my mind. So like, your goal as a salesperson is to make it all about me and then to make my dreams come true. And if that's a fit with you, great. If not, refer me somewhere else. So let's keep going. So yes, my glass is yellow and I'd like it to be green. Okay. Take me somewhere else. Where do we go next? Close me. Close you. God. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got this nutritional product. Nope. For nope. 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 Okay. So uh, how do I close you? I have no Just, idea. Yeah. This is why you're here. And this is amazing. And I'm making you burn and sweat a little. So when you get the information, you'll remember it. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. You hold that plank. So say, what would you be willing to pay to solve it? Okay. So what would you be willing to pay to solve that? Thousand bucks. I don't know where to go now. Where's your intuition say? Well, my intuition says to put the product in front of you, whatever the product is. I don't care about the product. I want green grass. You could ask me if I care about the product. Okay. So then do I, is it as simple as saying, so if I can turn your grass from yellow to green, you would be willing to pay a thousand bucks. Oh yeah. Easy. So let's do this. Be awesome. I do care that it's environmentally friendly. Right. And it's not like pesticides. Uh-huh. 
So I need to ask a little bit more about your criteria for your results then. If don't yeah, like, like, there are any criteria. Okay. Like you say, are there any considerations that you have about how we get yeah. that done? Okay. Try that. That's it. Are there any considerations about so are there any considerations you have about how we do this? Yes. Yes. I can't injure my dog if he walks on it after. It's gotta be environmentally friendly. And I wanna only pay two hundred and fifty dollars a start and the other seven hundred and fifty when it's green. Okay, that we can do. Done. <laughs> this is amazing. Let's take a breath together. I need to take a breath. <sighs> was that fun? It was simpler than I imagined it would be. I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it had its moments, honestly. It had its moments, and I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the mind goes blank, but yeah. Yeah, so- the fun, I tell you what, the fun bit is knowing that you... There was a point where I thought, oh, I could have this. That's fun. That feeling's kind of fun. Like, oh, we're nearly there. Like, there's a meeting point, you know? Yeah. Did you sense the effortlessness in it? I did, but a part of me can't quite believe it's that simple. It is. Okay. So it really is that simple. So, like, let's say imagine, like, a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. He's got his yoga program. Oh, God. It's 12 weeks. You meet three times a week. Da, da, da. Who cares? Right? Like, do you see how you just sold and you didn't even have a product? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> but yes. Say that out loud and everybody else who's listening to the podcast and everybody else say, you do not need a product to sell. Okay. Yeah, you do not need a product to sell. What do you need? You need to know exactly the result the customer wants and you need to know what their criteria are for getting the result. And then you need to find a solution that gets that result with it. And what, and what they're willing to pay. Yeah, well, exactly. The criteria is like what they're willing to pay, sure. Not, not what they're willing to pay, sure. This, I sense, is like the little silent, sneaky, dark spot for you. Okay. So try and say, what do you need to sell? Again, and articulate it and see if you can actually really emphasize what they're willing to pay. And before you do this, let's go to this yoga person. Everyone's trying to sell their yoga program, this example. Then you got a really smart sales trained yoga teacher in front of someone. And someone's like, what kind of problems you got right now? And they say, you know, the grass is yellow. I want to go green. Except what they're saying is I have trouble sleeping at night. And I'd really like to sleep well at night. And you're like, oh, I'm curious. What would you willing to pay to solve a problem like that? Oh, man. 500 bucks. And would you have any considerations on how you would go about getting that? Anything that's off limits for you? well, I don't want to do pharmaceuticals. I don't want to do this. And ideally I could just do it naturally. And at that point, if you're really, really humble yoga teacher, you would actually probably modify your, a yoga program on the spot for this guy that has just the minimum amount of postures that he would need to do before bed, like a 15 minute routine or something Mm. that would activate his parasympathetic and put him to sleep like a baby. But no, if you had your ego and your pride, you shouldn't necessarily be ashamed of this because I do the same thing too. It's like, they're like, no, I want it to be this way. And that's what makes it hard. But then the yoga teacher says, okay, yeah, so 500 bucks. What if I trained you for three weeks on 
a couple of basic moves that you could do about 15 minutes before bed that would activate your parasympathetic and put you to sleep like a baby. Then that yoga teacher is real smart. They record that. They get a transformation. They get a result of this person sleeping. And now they're one of the first yoga teachers I've ever seen advertising online with put yourself to sleep like a baby with these five postures. And the wealth just rolls in. Mm. And a yoga teacher had their idea. They had their brilliant like 12-week program, which was the greatest. <laughs> and it probably is. Yeah. But it's not humble enough yet to generate the real wealth. It's not humble enough yet to generate the real wealth. Mm. I'm hearing all of that. And I totally get what you're saying about mm -hmm. the listening and the not assuming you know being you know, willing being willing to change right to listen first i'm imagining that i'm calling i don't know there's this block in my head about calling the directors at you know companies with directors at that level and having a sales conversation with them so my question is is it exactly the same approach is the same thing work regardless of who it is and what the situation is no, no, definitely not. Context changes a lot. Mm. But the fundamentals are pretty close. So you've got a, let's see here. So I'm looking at your survey. You're going to sell a career training program for employees they are laying off. Yeah. So this is a program that a business can pay for to reduce their guilt of laying off people by giving them some support? Yes, my primary intention is to help those people that are being laid off in their thousands at the moment. And as part of the settlement negotiations, they have something called outplacement or training. And I want to put in a bid to be a provider of that training for their people to help those people be able to get resilience and confidence to go out, back out and get themselves more employment in whatever way that might be. So right now you're asking the question and I can give you an answer, but I want you to also consider the system of this, okay? Mm. So you're going to find these directors, phone numbers, emails. You're going to call and email them. And your intention to call them is to say, I emailed you. And your intention to email them is to say, you're also going to call them. Okay. This is a time to be aggressive with something like this. Okay. It's a time to be very passionate about something like this because every time someone's laid off and they're not getting the support they need, depending mm. on their self-esteem, there's great cost. And so there's a great level of service that you could do by stepping up to the plate and saying, I want to help. Yeah. So you're going to say an email and it's very similar. It's like a two line email. And it's like, Hey, I know you're laying off a thousand people. I can imagine that must be really hard for you. If I had a program that could do duh, 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 duh for people you're laying off, would you be interested in talking? Send. Wow. Okay. So you see how you're like, is it always that easy? It's kind of the same thing. The same energy that I'm exuding with, what's your problem, yellow, green grass, is kind of the same energy of just straight to the heart. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting example because so my partner, she's got a business that she's working on. It's called The Peaceful Womb, and it helps women cultivate peaceful environments for their womb so their children come out into the world expecting peace. Yeah. So... And it's taken about a year and a half for her nervous system to be able to handle being seen by women, being able to like believe that she can serve them and to like hold the current of energy that would be required to step into a business endeavor like that. 
these businesses, they have very real energy. Just like if you hold your hands real close to each other, you can feel the heat of your yeah. hands. Yeah. These different business endeavors that we have, they have different energetic levels and different energetic frequencies. Yeah. And they're very real. A hundred percent real is rain. Mm -hmm. Now, but entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, they like try to step into a business, but they haven't done the internal personal work to be able to handle the energetic current. Right. So anyway, it took about a year and a half to be able to handle the energetic current. So what I did the other week, and I was so proud of myself, is I created a landing page. And the headline was, The Overlooked Secret to a Thriving Womb and a Happy and Healthy Child. Then I wrote a bunch of Facebook ads. And the Facebook ad was like, babies, baby names, baby monitors, baby safety, baby beds, baby clothes, baby room, baby da 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 da, -da all this stuff. But you know what's missing from this? I want to show you, a, give you a free workshop on the overlooked secret to a thriving room, da 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 da. Wrote this, put $600 in ads. We generated 130 leads for the workshop. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I got to rip this off everywhere. The overlooked secret to a thriving business. The overlooked secret to a thriving e-commerce store. The overlooked secret to, like, I was like, I was going nuts. Mm -hmm. But now these are cold leads clicking on cold ads that have never met Jacqueline before. They've never seen her before. They don't know, like, or trust her yet. It's cold. So you get 130 people register, 25 at the most show up for that workshop. None of the women turn their webcam on. None of the women offer any feedback or any communication in the chat. And she did generate two interested people to join a Facebook group where she, they could stay in touch, but only two. So we did landing page. We did Facebook ad. We did workshop. We did call to action to like a type form type survey for them to fill out to get access to a Facebook group. And it was kind of demoralizing. It just kind of sucks. It's like, man, what, why didn't this work? So out of her frustration, she went into a Facebook group and it was a Facebook group of spiritually minded women. And she said, Hey guys, I'm just curious. I need some feedback. I'm thinking about putting a course together that teaches women about how to find and communicate with their soul contracts with their children. And I'm not sure if I should make it. And I'm not like, I'm curious, would you guys be interested in that? By the way, I'm, my intention is not to sell anything. I'm truly looking for feedback. <clears throat> she just, over 10 comments in the group. Yes, I want it. Yes, I want it. Yes, I want it. She hopped on phone calls with the women that same day and she got her first sales just yesterday of this recording. Mm -hmm. Straightforward, simple. What did Dane do? He created a fancy landing page with fancy Facebook ads and a fancy one-hour presentation to offer people a soul contract course at the end. If you'd like to get a blueprint to my brain, I have it in a 302-page book, Start From Zero. And you can get a free chapter. You actually can get my best chapter for free on that book right now at startfromzero.com. Go check it out. And then Jacqueline just went straight into the group. Hey, guys, thinking about this, would you guys ever have any interest? It broke my brain. I was like, we got to make this more difficult. <laughs> so. What do you hear in that story? What does that do for you? So there's something about really staying in the, in the heart of it. And yes. there's the humbleness of just asking, you know, I'm thinking about this. What do you feel? Get some feedback. And so I'm thinking maybe somewhere in the approach is to have that inquiring 
because there's two things you can go in and say, have this wonderful program that can offer this to these people you're laying off. But also there's something, I feel like I need to connect with the person on the other end of the call. Although it's for the people that they're laying off, I feel something about trying to connect with, you know, those people directly and how to do that in a human way. Subject line, how are you handling all the layoffs? Yeah, yeah. You know, how is it for them? I mean, I trying to stand yeah. in their shoes, you know. How are you handling all the layoffs? Yeah. It can't be an easy thing to have to hold, you know, when it gets to that. Because you know the impact of people's lives, isn't it? You just spoke the first line of a potential email. It can't be easy to do what you're doing. Mm. To know the life-changing impact of what's happening. Okay. okay. I'm getting it, yeah. You got it. So now for your assignment for the rest of this call, I'm going to come back and have you read it out loud is to write up a few variations of one or two line emails Mm -hmm. that you can send to these folks to really connect with them. Okay. Awesome work. I'm really, really proud of you. And thanks for- Thank you so much, Dane. Amazing. All right. I'll come to it now. And if I can get green grass, I'm still interested. Okay. (laughs) Do you really want green? Seriously, do you want green grass? I'll probably just message someone about it. If I can snap my fingers, why not? I know a really good organic permaculture gardener here, that's all. <laughs> all right. Okay, I'm going to move to Carrie. Carrie, what's up, man? Hey, Dane. It's great to actually be talking to you live. Yeah, dude. I'm, pleasure is mine. These are such an honor to do. So you have a job you love that pays you well. Yep, I guess you could say I'm one of those intrapreneurs inside a company. You know there's more for you. When you say more for me, meaning like there's this group I never got over. For your potential. Do you feel your potential is being tapped where you are? Oh, yes. It's Good. when I say my potential is not tapped, like if what I really mean is like, you know, being a technician, I'm kind of like a behind the scenes kind of guy. So I don't know if you read like Rocket Fuel, that book, you know, how it talks about being a visionary or an integrator. Yeah. So I am 100% an integrator. But if you're going to be like a solopreneur, you have to be able to do both. So it's really annoying to me that I, never really honed the other side, mm-hmm. which is more of the, you know, visionary sales kind of side. And, you know, I'm a big fan of personal growth and, you know, this software stuff is a great, I think, channel vehicle to develop that and, you know, sell some stuff and be more well-rounded. So tell me about the product you have right now is a 20 touch point transaction notification system for real estate agents and mortgage brokers. Uh, Yep. Basically, how it kind of started off is internally for our mortgage company, the owner who I met, his pain was he was falling behind updating his clients and real estate agents in the mortgage process. And he was getting phone calls with questions and people were starting to not like him because he was so busy originating loans, selling that he didn't have time to update them. So what I did is I built or uh, used some off-the-shelf software and customize it to build a software that his support staff can just, at a push of a button, notify everyone in the transaction that we've reached this particular milestone. And in mortgage, there's about like 20 of them that we've identified internally. So it saved them a bunch of time and headache and people angry calls, complaints when his support staff can press a button. So... I built that internally. We haven't scaled it, but I made a simpler version for real estate agents. And I would love to see if I, this, like in my head, you know, it's amazing, 
because you're really good at kind of like scripting and really making it so like duh easy. Oh, you would just call up a real estate agent and say this, but you know, <laughs> that doesn't really occur to me. I did, my brain doesn't work that well, but like you just say it so simply, that's kind of like a hard offer to refuse. It's like such a welcoming, gentle, you know, invitation to try this out. And I don't want those. I figured, you know, you've had a real estate SaaS before and you're really good at this stuff. So, uh, you know, here we are today. Well, it's great to meet you, man. It's uh, cool to see you've solved the problem. Do you have any paying real estate agents right now? No, I have one real estate agent assistant because what I've learned through the process is real estate agents really don't use this because they're not the ones. It's really their transaction coordinators or their assistants that handle some of this administrative dirty work. And I have one assistant testing any, it and have one reason? transaction coordinator testing it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So you found your customers, not realtors. Yeah, I, re- I discovered it's really transaction coordinators. So now my question is, how can I go about proposing the offer to these transaction coordinators and ultimately making them pay for it? Well, let's just, it's going to be a little hard on you for a moment, okay? Sure. Let's just be careful of language. It's very common, so don't sweat it too much, but make them pay for it. If we're going to update our language and bring new language into the brain, how might you say that in another way? Yeah, I, I realized that was really kind of an aggressive salesy thing just blurred out of my mouth, but I no, it's, it's, it's that's like, unconscious. But it's like the silent stuff that's in all of our unconscious. It's like, how do we get people to pay for this? I've asked myself that hundreds of times. Yeah, so I guess the better question to ask myself is how can I solve their problem and bring them value that they would love to pay me for? That's so cool. That. I love that. I mean, I'm using that to update for myself too with some of my other projects. Because survival-based thinking is deeply entrenched. You know, I've got guys that they own seven-figure businesses and they're still secretly in survival mode. You know, where are my next sales? Where are my next sales? Where are my next sales? Not, how can I deliver value? Thank you for not being too hard on yourself when you heard it. This is, oh, okay. Yeah, so I love that you're finding that it's not realtors and that you're actually letting it pivot to transaction coordinators. So now you can actually go to like realestateagentlist.com, but there's like a dash in between all of them. And you can buy like 1.4 million realtors email addresses. It might be like a million now. I don't know what it is, but it's around a million. And then you can actually have them do an email broadcast for you. Like they'll get the server set up. They'll set up a IP address. So like it's all good and legit or as legit as it can be. And they've found ways to make it work. And so you can go that route, for example. I don't know if it's unethical or not. I have to look at it to see how the details of it work. I did a lot of it back in 2008. I think I'm getting nervous sharing all that, but I did a lot of it in 2008. And I built almost all my wealth through pretty compelling cold email marketing to people that had never opted into me. But I would send them things like top recruiting mistakes. And I basically did like content and article marketing through cold email blasts. That's how I built my entire business, really. I'd send emails to lists of people inviting them to recruiting secret webinars and teach them stuff and then sell SaaS. And I would walk around these conferences, these real estate conferences. They're like, dude, you're Dane. My front desk forwards me your emails because they think they're personal emails. (laughs) I was known by name at these conferences and they're like, you're only 26. You write like you're like 50. I was like, well, I do copy sales letters from people that are 50 years old who write them. Anyway, 
email has been good to me. So what you could do is you can go the real estate agent list route. You can also create a system to have someone from the Philippines go through like the top 50 cities and find the top 20 real estate agents that are in the first two pages of Google from those cities, find and pull up their email address, put those emails into a spreadsheet, and then have that same Filipino worker import those emails into a outbound email system that is sending emails one at a time. So it's straight legit for our current time period in 2020. And those emails with a subject line, send this to your TC, right? Send this to your TC, TC being transaction coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. But send this to your TC. They're going to be like, whoa. And you say, hey, nifty little tool helps update everybody in your party throughout the transaction process. Thought your TC might like it. Link send. And now if you do that correctly, you should have a pretty successful business pretty quick. You know, the really interesting thing about that is one of my original strategies was because I have access to MLS. So I could literally pull the agent's email address immediately once they put their listing up. Good. But the piece I never connected was a subject line of send this to your TC. Like I'm emailing the real estate agent, but then I'm not getting replies or like, but just that never occurred to me. So I don't know, I guess the most obvious stuff is in front of other people that have done this before, huh? It pays to have a mentor. <laughs> and it pays to invest in mentors. And it pays to be humble and ask for mentors. So you did most of those things here. Humble yourself enough to get a mentor. So, so I guess it's a good segue to talk about, I mean, just a little bit, I'll start from zero. Like, like I was on the cusp of like, you know, I got your emails. I was looking at, I was on the cusp of like, should I get this or not? Like, do I, is this, this going to be helpful? And I guess, is this kind of like a preview of some of the personal help I would get if I were as part of the program? Yeah. Thanks for asking. So I'll, we'll get to that. I'll make sure I address that on this. Great. I want to move to our next and then check in with assignments and then I'll answer that at the end. But I want to give you, I'm excited to answer it. So the assignment I'd like to give you mm-hmm. is to, on a thought reflection exercise, what does the example of send this to your TC in the subject line teach you? And I want you just to reflect on what you've learned from just like how many ways you could apply that. What's the pattern there? What did it open up for you? And then I'll come back to you and check in with you on what those answers are. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks. Yeah. So, and then Nicholas. Hey, hey. What's up, man? So tell me what your big goal again is. To level up, however that looks like. What are you currently dissatisfied about? Yeah, my income is still tied to me working. Of okay. course. I want to detach from that as much as possible. What are you ignoring that's in your field right now that if you said yes to, it would like automatically level you up? Like the closest thing would be to level up clients, I guess. But it's not like I don't want to just like get, I guess, higher paying clients because I'm still trading you know, work for money. But do you enjoy it? Sometimes more <laughs> than others, yes. <laughs> but so would there be some clients that you would really enjoy? Is it the clients that make it enjoyable or not? Part of it, yes. And the kind of projects would be as well. But then I still don't. Also, I'm super ambitious. I'm super ambitious. Yeah. And that's like a course of mine, I guess, or, 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 or a blessing. I don't know, yeah. both at the same time. So then even if I love a client and the type of work that they can have for me, for example, and even if I can... Do you mind if I interrupt you? Yeah, sure. So I want you to take your hands and put them into a fist. Yep. And I want you to metaphorically imagine you put, you're slamming your hands down on the desk. Mm-hmm. And in that action, you're making a declaration. And the declaration is kind of like, screw this, I'm going, and then 
see if that animation of your hands and fists and you're like, screw this, I am going, and then fill in the blank. Screw this, I'm gonna start something on my own. Boom, medicine from your soul, dude. Yeah. Try it again. Screw this, I'm gonna do something on my own. I've laughed more in this episode than ever. This has been a good time. Now, I want you to take a client that you just really don't like, but you know what? You said yes to him. And then I want you to think about a situation that created a lot of discomfort. And let me know when you got it. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't hard, was it? I have a couple, actually. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Client work. Just sucks, man. You start selling products and you check your email and you get like product sales. It's like, holy crap, this is cool. Yeah. So plus your impact scales and all this. So, all right, hold that moment of discomfort. Tell me if you got it again. I'm trying to choose between the two that come to mind. Um, all of them. Hold them both. Right. Tell me where you feel the discomfort in your body. In my gut, almost. Yes, feel that. So let the gut be there. Feel it in your gut. And now, hands on that desk, you know, gentle, nothing too violent. Screw this. I'm going to do something on my own. Screw this. I'm going to do something on my own. Screw you guys. I'm going to do something on my own. I don't want to say screw you guys because I like both of my clients. I mean, all of my screw clients. Screw this. Like- <laughs> screw this circumstance. Yeah, exactly. A very good catch on that. Screw yeah. this circumstance. I'm going to do something on my own. Try it again. Screw this, this circumstance. I'm going to do something on my own. Now, is your first language Spanish? Yeah. Say that in Spanish, however you want. Whatever you want to say in Spanish, it's along the lines of, screw this, I'm going to do something on my own. I think, and even like talk more in English actually since like 10 years ago. So it doesn't oh, okay. even compute in my mind in, in Spanish yet. But Okay, okay. Yeah, cool. no, it's true. Like my past 10 years as an employee, they have been all working in English. Then all my like you know freelance clients and study, all that has been in English. So like my brain runs in English almost. Do you like Spanish? Sure. <laughs> I don't. Know. I mean, it's my native tongue. Yeah. So I, like, I don't know if I like it, but I like it's mine. Like I. Yeah. So in terms of like, I want you to sort of like reclaim the seed of your native tongue and your heritage you don't have to say anything in spanish right now but i want you like to to, to feel like a reclamation of where you came from right can you feel it that bit of me i guess is tricky because i also left my country with fully european heritage so like i'm kind of a mix of everything so i I never feel like like kind of patriotic if you will or like my heritage is somewhere but i don't know fair enough you know fair enough let's just go back to i want to do something on my own yeah. Try um just to see how this lands. I believe in myself to do something on my own. Oh, I believe in myself to do something on my own for sure. For sure? Yeah. What niche do you like the best? Where's the copy flow for you just like butter? I like personal development tea stuff and I guess you kind of be up also because like it's stuff that I've done like both to get on to freelancing. Yeah. I could stick with with those for the example. Good. And then whatever you end up writing copy for, you can do the same thing that Archie did for you and find an expert. But then how is that leveling up? 
you own the business. It's your own thing. And you don't have to spend your time because the expert's teaching, the expert's creating for you. Are you wanting to be the expert? So one thing that that like brings into my mind, I guess, is that I wouldn't want to start like a, a copywriting kind of agency, for example, because the craft, I like it. But if I have to choose between kind of writing, you know, copy and, and managing a team of copywriters, I would stay writing kind of thing. But I would want to leverage my writing to create either info products or sell other products that I kind of own or like for a business that I own where copywriting is more like what enables, I don't know, the whole marketing to work and the sales to work, but not what I'm doing for money. If that makes sense. No, I'm a little confused. You want to do your own thing. Yeah. And so whatever thing you find to do, are you comfortable hiring an expert to be the thing that you sell? Or are you saying you don't want to do the sales and marketing anymore? So one of the examples I have in mind, for example, I have a friend who like she raised her two kids kind of at the margin of like big pharma. Like she never fed her kids like ever any sort of pills. She like does off the table coaching to her friends and so on. And I have this idea of like getting, for example, an alternative health kind of ebook from her as the expert. And then either whatever, sell that or just build an email list with that. And then Hey Nicholas. Yeah. You're good. You're good to go. Ah. The idea is good. You don't need any help. Right. You just needed to say, screw this. I'm doing my own thing. Awesome. It's a wonderful, wonderful idea. And the way you're thinking about it, it's just, it's good. It's really good. I don't really have to give as much advice to copywriters, man, because <laughs> when you're a great copywriter, you know what makes a great product. You don't learn copy to learn how to write copy yeah. as much as you learn copy to learn everything about what goes into making a great killer product. Yeah. Cause you have this, you have the seed of your idea with that woman who didn't feed into the farmer. Like that's all the story in the copy. And like, as a copywriter, you're trained to find those things. Mm. So the sky's the limit for you, my friend, with the skill that you've taken time to build. So I was just cutting you off. Cause I was like, dude, you're good. You don't need, <laughs> unless you have another question for me. Well, it gets then I guess more complicated because I don't want to, I want to do it in the U S I'm now kind of thinking of the legal hurdles of like, I don't know, LLC, whatever that. So I'm kind of stuck on that side with that kind of plan or stream of energy and, and ideas, if you will. So I'm also doing some sort of info product on my own, like an email copywriting career program kind of thing. That that's, that's more like niche thing and not like massive. That sounds very good. And you're like one attorney conversation away from yeah. that problem you mentioned earlier too. I'm having on Thursday, so yeah. I'm taking steps. That's what it is. You're fine. You're great. So um, no real assignment for you there other than see if you can't find your first 10 customers for that book before you write it. Mm -hmm. Like go mm -hmm. out and find 10 people before you even write a word of that book. Maybe you have the title and maybe you have the table of contents. Mm -hmm. Find 10 people that have committed to pay and or read that book and then go about creating the book. And then when you create that book, just let yourself be obsessed with the customer that's reading mm -hmm. it. Right. Would you suggest that I write it or have my technician expert friend to do it? You mean the mom herself? 
Yeah. Depends. I mean, you'll certainly write a book that will be well read. If you interview her. Exactly. That's yeah. what I want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you interview her and then you take that and lay the book out with the copywriting skills you have. Yeah. The book will be read cover to cover. That's okay. Because you, you'll be able to do all those great things that copy is like, now, could it really be possible that she actually did this and didn't feed her kids anything from pharma? But let me tell you, not only was it possible, but it was actually much easier than she ever imagined once she realized all she had to do was focus on three things. Yeah. Nice. Right? Yeah. yeah. You'll be able to do all that with the copy skills when you interview her. Mm. Nice. Yeah, man. What else? Anything else? Well, I have then, I guess, always mindset issues with whatever imposter syndromes or even just like staying happy with every step of the journey, if you will. Because since this ambition of mine is kind of ever present, I kind of have the constant need for more and, you know, to push myself and now I have to start something else and then like pushing, pushing and not really, I don't know, relaxing or enjoying the ride, I guess. So, I'm, so there's a sentence I'd like you to write down. Yeah. Well, here's your assignment. I'm going to come back to you. Mm -hmm. I want you to give me 10 reasons that it'll be okay to stop running. 10 reasons why it'd be okay to stop moving or running. Your brain might get a little crunchy. As you're doing those 10 reasons, I want you to picture like if you're looking at yourself a year out from now to give yourself a little objectivity so the mind doesn't become too dominant. Mm -hmm. So I'll come back to you and we'll see how many of those you can get done. Okay. You articulate those answers, you'll start settling right into where you need to be. Nice. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. So before we end, let's hear the assignments. Archie, didn't we start with you? What was your assignment? I had to write a letter or an email yep. to a copywriter of my choice. Yes. Yes. Let's hear it. Okay. I have one particular guy in mind. I don't know if I'm going to say his name out here, but anyway. No. You don't want it to be about the guy. You want it to be about the task, the responsibilities, and the role. Uh, okay. Well, I might mess this up slightly. Not really, because you can think about what are the qualities of the guy that you really like. Yeah. And you have to talk about those, and it'll kick you out of being kind of in scarcity where you only have one option. Oh, okay. Very subtle, but very powerful distinction that creates a lot of confidence. Let's hear what you got, though. Okay. I've got an opportunity for you that won't be able to resist. Before getting onto the details, I want to say that I'm a massive fan of your work. I've been on your email list for the past few months and you blow my mind with the value you provide every single day. And it's your clear and concise teaching style in your YouTube videos that motivates me to reach out to you today. So on to that opportunity. We both know that online coaching and consultancy is a growing industry. In 2019, it surpassed the two billion mark. And you know, as you know so well, the bigger the market, the more important marketing needs to be. However, there is a problem. The best coaches with the greatest intentions are being outdone by those who know how to pull on the heartstrings of those in need. Does Ty Lopez ring a bell? I've spoken to 50 plus life coaches and consultants just starting out, and they all say that the product is not the problem. It's how they market what they have. Most have spoken that they are so confused that they feel they aren't making any progress whatsoever. And even some have said they're going to go out of business if they don't solve this problem. These are people whose sole purpose in life is to serve people and make their lives better and they're seeing their dreams slip away, and I need you to help them. Solution is simple, three one-hour sessions and supplementary workbooks to go through the 
basics of marketing strategy and copywriting, and I'll strike a deal with you in which you teach these fundamentals for a slice of the profits. I will deal with everything, the customer acquisition, the hosting of the course, the back end, and all I need you to do is show up, answer some pre-prepared questions that are bread and butter to you, and take 20% of the profits for your troubles. That's it. I look forward to hearing your response. Yours sincerely, Archie. If you want to go even more ballsy, if you're going to say no to this, I'm going to need three reasons why, because I'll call you crazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good job. I, also, I had a PS, because I've just read his book, this guy. Yeah. I said, a PS, I've just read your book in one sitting yesterday. You mentioned the best opportunity for a copywriter is to partner in a business. Fate is fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, this is fantastic. And you wrote it with a lot of confidence and belief in self. Yeah, I um, put on the show a bit with it. It's quite cool. Yeah, it was very good. It was entertaining to hear. There's a, a way that you can reach out to somebody where it's just inevitable that they would say yes, right? Yeah. You've done that there really well. So there may be a few subtle things about it. But for the most part, if he doesn't say yes, the thing is, is interesting. If he doesn't say yes, would you feel rejected? Probably not. I would probably say like he's being a bit of a muppet. Yeah. Okay, so I think that when we say we're afraid of rejection, what I think's going on there and a few other things is it's like, well, when you give your all, it doesn't necessarily really matter if someone rejects you. Mm-hmm. Like you gave your all, your all, your all. So you knew that they were very confident in their no because you presented all your cards so well. Yeah. One of the things that you can also add that my partner likes to add in her emails when she's emailing experts for her peaceful womb business is she'll say, no worries if this offering doesn't align with your life vision. That's completely okay. And then they just have a lot of freedom to say no without guilt. So a good email. It reminds me of an email I sent to a mentor that I wanted to advise on my SaaS business. And the way I wrote the email is very similar. He just replied, yes, I'm in. Cool. Right. It had that like clarity. It's like, listen, I want to give you this percent, which would be this much profit and this much if we exit. And this is what I need for you. And I need you these times. I need you to tell me these things and I'll go off and do them. And then I'll come back and report on everything I did. And you'll give me new things to do. And we'll meet once every 90 days for an hour. We'll go over the metrics and da, da, da. Like I didn't just ask, hey, can you mentor me? Yeah. What does that mean? Do you think my offer needs to be a bit bit clearer then? The part that you got just a little less clear on was like when you got into the details of like workshops and three hours and this and that. You could probably even get rid of that. But that was the only area that I started to like, my brain was like, crap, I lost him. Where did he go? Okay. So yeah, just maybe that's what I said, a few subtle things, but you could probably cut it out even and be like, listen, man, all I need you to do is show up and teach. Then he's like, yeah, I'm interested. What do you want me to teach? And then you okay. can, and then you could say, well, we'll teach exactly what people are asking for. So we don't have to guess those things would be this. So now it's a little bit more of a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, very good. Tasha, let's come to you. What was your assignment? Let's hear it. So you asked me to draft a couple yes. of short two-line-ish emails. Yes, let's hear them. Yes. So how are you? I can't imagine how it must be for you to feel like you're holding the livelihood of a thousand employees in your hands. If I had a program that would help them find the resilience, confidence, and skills to give them the best opportunity to find re-employment, would you be interested? Email two. How are you doing in what must be a heart-rending situation? With the weight of, and responsibility of having to lay off hundreds of your company's employees on your shoulders, it can't be easy. If I had a program to help people find the resilience, confidence, and strategies to find re-employment, would you be interested? Email three. How are you? 
I've read the recent news reports and have been thinking it cannot be easy for you having to make thousands of employees redundant, knowing the impact that it's going to have on their lives. If I had a program that would help them not only grow their resilience and confidence, but would teach them how to own their value and source new opportunities for re-employment, would you be interested? So if you can blend the beginning of two with the end of three, and then okay. if you can add in... Oh, I've got some, yeah, I had the office call thing I put in as well, but I didn't know how to... Read me email two again. How are you doing in what must be a heart-rending situation, full stop, with the weight and responsibility of having to lay off hundreds of employees on your shoulders? It can't be easy. If I had a program to help people find the resilience, confidence, and strategies to find re-employment, would you be interested? So if you were to take that second email and, you know, you say, you know, heart-rending situation and da-da-da-da-da, and instead of if I had a program, how are you doing with it all? Like after you, like so you say, how are you? Mm-hmm. But then you say, how are you doing with it all? After you said those sentences, and you could say, I may have a few ideas that could be helpful for the situation for you. Okay. Then you're like kind of starting with connection. As we're reading it out loud, I'm seeing it's a pretty big jump to go, like email two sounds really good. Email one kind of sounds like, it feels like you're going to be sold right away on email yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But email two, you're starting to kind of find a little flow and you've got that there. And the interesting thing is, and then email three, you really touch on it with the last sentence where you say sourcing new employment. Yeah. So yeah. if you wrote like 10 more emails, you'd probably end up landing on one, but it's like you're close with like, I imagine with all the layoffs, you're wanting to help people source new employment as quickly as possible. Yeah. This would take a little more time. Mm. But that's where I would go with it is combining the end of email three, where you're talking about sourcing the new employment for them. The other thing that was missing was like, you want to find out what the main source of the guilt is. Like, where's their main source of pain? What's causing their main source of pain? Mm-hmm. It's probably cutting off people's income or something like that. Like, and whatever that is, you want to speak directly to it in the email. Because in the first two that you mentioned, It didn't really sound like you were solving a problem as clearly as you did at the end of email three. So I had one more sentence to add, which was you mentioned about suggesting that I would put a call into the office at the same time. So I put, um, I will call your office next week and we'll be happy to answer any questions you might have and explore how this program could help your company take care of your outgoing employees. Very good. That was kind of the touching yeah. problem, but I could probably dive a bit deeper into that. No, no, no. That's, I'm just close enough. Yeah, okay. You know, you don't have to be perfect. Right. But you do need to perfectly address the problem. And the perfect address of the problem is, what's the real source of their pain? Yeah. It's, that's what you sell to. You don't sell to the, anything else other than what's the real source of their pain as the primary it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't spoken to any HR directors, but I can only imagine that the idea of what's going to happen to the hundreds of lives of the people that you're laying off, it can't be an easy thing to know that you're the person making that, having holding that responsibility and taking that decision. So here's a way to lessen the blow. Yeah. Very good. You're off to the races. Thank you. As close as we can be. Carrie, let's jump to you. What was your assignment? My assignment was why 
I guess I didn't think of send um, that subject line that you suggested to send to real estate agents, which is send this to your CC. So I thought about it. And I think the reason is being is because it never occurred to me I could ask for help in a cold email, let alone, I guess the underlying thing is asking for help. I guess that's where the source would be. Sick. That's perfectly said, man. Very good. Nicholas, we'll give you a little more time to write. So I'll just briefly touch on starters. So your questions, which are really helpful because you're probably going to see an email come out a little bit later. (laughs) I'm just going to basically answer the questions that you found yourself asking as you were evaluating the program. Can you re-ask what those core questions were as you were looking at starters? Yeah, for me, I was in a position of, it wasn't like a perfect fit because I had built something. I just want to know how to, if I could validate it. So my question, well, as I was looking at the material, since it wasn't like a perfect fit, I wasn't sure if I was going to get support or having my questions answered from people that have kind of been there, done it, rather than some cookie cutter, you know, coaching course from like textbook jockeys, you know? Yeah, dude. So your primary focus is on the growth of your current SaaS. That's what you're wanting content on? Oh, like advice on starting it up, getting the sales aspect, getting the first customer, and well, basically seeing if what I have already in my hand is sellable, is usable, is useful to others. Yeah, well, we can support you with that. And what I can actually do if you decide to pull the trigger is I can organize a group call actually between you and then me and a couple other mentors. And we'll just rip apart your marketing strategy and put one together for you. And we can do that in such a way where it's recorded. So then it can be part of the curriculum and other members could learn from it. In other words, I mean, that would be amazing if that's part of the kind of level of care, I guess you could say that uh, makes what makes your program different than a lot of others. That'll be awesome. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, Tasha and Archie probably comment on that, the sense of care that they get inside the program. But yeah, we'll do that. We can do that for you. Yeah, well, I since I've joined Starters, the amount of support that I've had from other Starters in there has really blown me away. I mean, people really take the time, care, and interest in you and how you're doing and progress. And it's so, there's such a kind of feeling of celebrating when people do really well. And then if you're struggling, people really step in and want to help. And I think that's made such a difference to me. It kind of makes me feel like I'm not on my own, trying to hold up the sky. <laughs> so... It's an amazing program. It's a community, you know, really visionary people who are all, you know, willing to step up and step in. Yeah, I would agree with that completely. It's the really thing that the song that's really resonated with me is the fact that everyone's okay with struggling. I think most courses, I have been on a couple of courses, it's all about celebrating your wins. But, you know, the people who are struggling just feel that they're not really listened to. Uh, in this course, it's completely opposite. It's almost that you're going to struggle and that's okay. And it's your reaction to that that really matters. And the whole community just brings everyone forward. It's, I mean, obviously this is quite good copy for it, but I say I'm hand on heart. It's one of the best courses I've ever found, if not the best. Thank you, Archie. Cool. So, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Just the other morning, I worked individually with someone and the recording will be posted soon of someone who was struggling to sell their new SaaS. And so we did a recording and I gave him advice on how to sell that. And it's now inside the lesson plan. And that just happened like yesterday, for example. So I've become pretty obsessed with the, the family we got in there. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, you'd fit right in. We've 
it's a really intelligent community. Well, you get kicked out, right? If you're not really busting balls and stuff. So it's a different kind of group. It's not a group of people that are necessarily seeking permission to do something versus they're like, I'm here to do something. I want to do something great. This is what, this is the people I want to do it with. I'm really happy about that. And then the price is so reasonable because I don't know, it just feels like the right sweet spot for me. I've sold $5,000 things and $2,000 things. And I've had people pay me $10,000 for mentoring and where are my hearts at now? And with the impact I want to leave, that's why the price is so affordable. And because also I'm shooting to create a high level of generational wealth with my SaaS businesses, and then really just give abundantly back to the entrepreneurial community through things like this. That's incredible. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for asking about it. Hopefully this helps encourage a few other people to join too. So you might've done a, a real big favor. I asked him the question about it and thanks for letting me know about like, will this work for me? And I want to think through that and see how we can articulate it. So people are just able to make an informed decision. Nicholas, have we given you enough time? What's your, how many whys do you got? I got to five and then somehow my focus like automatically shifted like back to why it's not okay to stop running or why whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I had a hard time. Yeah. Keep the list going and just stop there. You found your limit at five. That's good. I figured 10 would be near impossible. So I threw <laughs> five. So my first one was my family is there for me anyway. So like I have a safety net if I like stop running and whatever. So yeah, I would have more energy. I would see the landscape more clearly. I'd have more focus. I'd be more present. And that's when I switched from thinking about me and then started thinking again of what I'm trying to create and build. Like I'm, yeah, I'm not only like, working to, I guess, get rich or, you know, whatever. I'm trying to, like, give my parents and my in-laws a good retirement, for example, here in Spain or whatever. So, and then, you know, and then, okay, for that, I need to keep doing things and then building more things and whatever. So, and then, yeah, my focus, I guess, shifted from me to that. And I kind of feeling that I have to keep running. So, I don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh, I've been unintentionally prisoned you and in back into uh, racing for survival. The first five reasons were beautiful. And I think yeah. those, those would be enough. So yeah. the phrase I want to leave you with, and then you'll hear this in the podcast when it comes out next month, which is, it's okay to take care of myself first. That's what my parents probably want. The only difference is when I'm taking care of myself, I will be creating systems for wealth instead of being in the system for wealth. Mm -hmm. In other words, take care of you and start creating systems that generate wealth. Like mm -hmm. for example, that woman with the pharma. Right. You'll balance that. So then what can end up happening is you can end up working about three hours a day when you start getting really systemized. And those three hours will be hyper-productive, hyper-focused and really, really leveraged. Well, you'll do that slowly as you start thinking systematically as creating systems. So take care of you first. See if you can find a place where your parents would want that for you. Mm. And then as you're doing that, your whole shift for, to creating systems for wealth is what will then allow you to just shower your family with all the support they need. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense. I'll say this 
last thing, it's there's someone in our family that's been recently admitted to hospice and they're at the end and it's really hit me hard. And I can really only see them during a time that they're awake and well when I would normally need to be working. Mm -hmm. So I've restructured my day and I go and visit them almost every day. And I spent five or 10 minutes with them speaking through the phone, looking through the window because it's COVID. Mm. But I drive about an hour. It's about an hour and a half trip every day that I make. And I can make it because I created systems so that I can be there for my family. So this stuff's really real. And, you know, there are other instances where I've been able to be there for my family in ways that I never would have been able to do if I didn't take the time to create these systems. So, right, I'm not doing it for Lambos. I'm not doing it for Flash. I got a nice car and stuff, but like I'm doing this so I can visit that family member almost every day in hospice. And every day I get to go see them. My heart is touched. I find my heart opening more and more. It's an irreplaceable experience. Hmm. I bet. So that's in store for you and that's in store for all of you as you put systems for wealth and you realize like, you know, for Carrie, if you do join starters, you know, people that join starters, what they do is like, I get starters to, to help build my business. And what you actually end up getting is a template for deeply serving humanity where their pain is the most acute for seeing yourself as a vessel for good and seeing that generational wealth and tremendous wealth is available and wild profit is available in a really effortless way when we've really started to surrender. Inside of starters, last thing we leave you guys with, inside of starters, there's meditations that you listen to on a daily basis that reprogram your unconscious in a deep way. And one of those meditations is the surrendered entrepreneur. And in that meditation, instead of looking at climbing a mountain to build a business, we walk towards a valley with a bucket of water. And with that water, we pour that water down the valley. Then we watch where the water flows. Then we build our cities and villages along the stream of where the water is already moving. And when you start to live that way as an entrepreneur and you start really getting out of your own way and really deeply surrendered, you see wealth waiting right in front of you. That's the essence of starters is that deep level of service. We are the vessels. It's not about us. It's not up to us. That's what's available to us all when we really, really dig deep and see that the heart of entrepreneurship is, is service, being of deep service. And being of deep service means that we deeply listen. And it's instead of the, what we do see online is we get pitched that being an entrepreneur means you need to be impressive. And you got to be real impressive and you got to have your stuff together and you got to be a content expert at something and you got to have all your ducks in a row. You got to be perfect and your site better be immaculately designed and you better not have a single flaw. And maybe if you're good looking and attractive and intelligent enough that you may have a shot at it when it's just all such BS. And the heart of entrepreneurship brings it back to what's your problem? My grass is yellow and I want it to be green. Good job today, guys. If you'd like to know the number one thing that kills people from being successful in entrepreneurship, it's really simple. It's them trying to do it alone, trying to do it without mentorship, trying to do it without accountability, trying to do it without a way to focus, trying to do it without somebody helping you along the way to get your mind straight. 
And right now I'm running a yearly mentoring accountability and focus community called Starters. And you can learn more about Starters and join a community of amazing entrepreneurs all practicing and living the principles from this podcast and this book. How do you get good at this stuff? Practice. How do you get even better being around others that practice? And how do you become unstoppable and just move no matter what? Community, community, community. And not just any community, a community of people that don't shame you for wanting freedom. A community of people that don't look at you weird for saying you want more. You can find that community at Starters. If you go to startfromzero.com, You'll see our products up top, and then you can go and find the Starters Program. We would love to have you, and we also have a good fit quiz that you can take on that page because not everybody's a good fit for Starters. So if you go look at the Starters page, take the good fit quiz, and it'll tell you if you'll be a good fit for that program. Listen, we don't accept everyone because we're obviously not for everyone, but we are for certain people. If you'd like to see if that person is you, go to startfromzero.com, look at products, find Starters, and then fill out that quiz. And we look forward to supporting you and mentoring you on your journey.